Hello and welcome to episode five of the Kangaroo English podcast, a podcast about language for people learning languages. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how we learn to speak a language and the incredible importance of the similarities between birds and babies. As always, before we start, I need to mention that this podcast, along with all of my other online activities, including my YouTube channel and the Facebook group, are all made possible by your very generous support. So, if you would like to support free English education, then there are two ways you can do that. The first way is you can become my patron on Patreon. Or you can buy some very stylish Kangaroo English merchandise. The links for both of those things you can find on my website at kangarooenglish.com. So if you're listening to this podcast, then you're probably an adult. And you're probably trying to learn a second language or maybe a third or fourth language. And you probably have this idea that when it comes to learning languages, babies and children have some type of special magical ability, some language learning gift that you don't have as an adult. But today I'm going to take away all of the mystery from the way that children learn to speak. And to do that, we need to start with birds, specifically the zebra finch. The scientific name of the zebra finch is Taniopyja guttata, and it's a favorite bird of scientists wanting to study language for various reasons. One is that they breed very easily in captivity, which is obviously important, and another one is that their behaviors are very well understood and documented. But the most important thing is their song. The zebra finch normally only learns one song in its life. This song is composed of various distinct sounds, which are called syllables. And throughout its life, it repeats this single song again and again and again. Here's an example of a zebra finch singing. In 2013, a group of scientists published a paper in Nature called Stepwise Acquisition of Vocal Combinatorial Capacity in Songbirds and Human Infants. And despite its complex title, the proposal is actually really simple. They wanted to know if they could train zebra finches to sing a new song, to learn a second language. And this is how they did it. So let's give each syllable in the zebra finch song a letter. So the first sound is A, and then B, and then C. And because the bird repeats its song, it sings ABC, ABC, ABC. So the researchers recorded the bird singing, and then they changed digitally the order of the syllables to be a, C, B. And then they played this song back to the bird 
so the bird could learn it. Now, this should be easy for the birds, right? I mean, the birds already know all of these syllables. They know how to produce A and B and C. But it turns out that the complicated part isn't the sound. It's the transition between the sounds. So, in the original song, we have three transitions from A to B, and then B to C, and then from C to A as the song repeats. So, with the new song, the bird has to learn three totally new transitions from A to C, and then C to B, and then from B to A as the song repeats. So, how did the birds attack this problem? Well, they broke the problem into steps, and then they practiced a lot. They produced millions of vocalizations, and eventually, after about ten days, they started to produce the first transition. Four days after that, the second transition, and two days after that, the final transition, and then after about seventeen days. They could sing the complete song. Listen to one of the researchers giving a more specific example. This is a bird that has learned a single syllable song a a a a a, and then has to learn a new two syllable song a b a b. The bird learns the two transitions necessary for the new song a b and b a in a stepwise manner. First, the bird sings. At a later stage, the bird learns one of the transitions, B A, so it can only sing B at the start of the song bout. At a later stage, the bird learns the other transitions, A B, and then it can sing the correct song. Now I need to say that not all of the birds in the study were able to learn the new song fast enough. Some of them only reached an intermediate stage of learning before they were removed. But the birds that remained had achieved something extraordinary. They had learnt a second language. They had become bilingual zebra finches. Now I know what you're thinking. What does this have to do with me? What does this have to do with learning another language? Well, incredibly, it seems that birds and babies learn to speak in exactly the same way using small steps. So, listen to this audio of a baby doing something called babbling. This is the first stage of a baby learning to speak. It's doing something called canonical babbling. It's basically repeating the same sound again and again. Babies might say. Da da da, and then ma ma ma, and then over time, slowly, 
the baby starts to practice the transitions between the sounds until it produces something called variegated babbling, where it's combining the sounds to make what you might call words. These babies are learning to speak in exactly the same way as the birds learn to sing. And this is confirmed by mathematical analyses of databases of baby speech. Babies aren't just producing nonsense, they're practicing right in front of our eyes. They are learning to speak. That's amazing, right? Now, there's one second thing. About birds and babies that are similar. They need interaction to learn. Zebra finches that are raised in acoustic isolation that never hear other birds sing, they never learn to sing properly. But if you introduce them to other birds, even if those other birds were also raised in the same conditions and they can't sing either, magically, Over time, a typical zebra finch song appears. And guess what? The same is true for babies. In 2003, the National Academy of Sciences published a paper called Foreign Language Experience in Infancy Effects of Short Term Exposure and Social Interaction on Phonetic Learning. They tested nine month old babies. In their ability to discriminate the difference between Mandarin Chinese and English. They divided the babies into two groups. In the first group, the children spent time with a native Mandarin speaker who read them stories and played with them. In the second group, the children spent exactly the same amount of time with the same native speakers from the first group. The only difference was that they watched them. Pre recorded on a DVD on a television. And guess what? The children who spent time with a real person performed about the same as a child raised in China. But the children who only watched the television, who didn't interact with a real person, didn't learn anything. They performed exactly the same as children who had no contact. With Mandarin at all. So, what can you learn from all of this? The first thing is that babies don't have a magical ability to learn language. They develop their skills slowly through practice and repetition. The second thing is that babies only learn through social interaction, through contact with real people. And these two things are just as true for adults as they are for babies. There is no secret to learning a language, just lots of practice, lots of social contact, and one final really important ingredient patience. If you've been tricked into thinking you can learn a language in 90 days, you're wrong. If you think you can learn well by isolating yourself, you're wrong. We can learn a lot from the simplicity of the baby learning process. So 
take it slowly, make some friends, and if you get hungry, just cry. <laughs> I'm Christian. This is Kangaroo English. I'll see you in class.